Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Hello and welcome to Film Attack, a non-spoiler review series on the Film Effect Network. I'm your host, Ed, and I hope you guys got your sweet tooth ready, because today I'm talking all about Nia DaCosta's Candyman. This is where it all began. The story of Candyman. Local character, he walk around handing out candy to the neighborhood kids. One day, a couple of kids get razor blades in their candy. Police come around. That's when I saw the true face of fear. Get on your knees. Hands, hands, hands. They beat him, tortured him, killed him right there on the spot. A couple weeks later, more razor blades and more candy. He's been innocent. So he's real. Candyman ain't a he. Candyman's the whole damn hive. If you're out here looking for Candyman. You ask me, stay away. I feel really connected to this story. God. Right here, in this neighborhood, the legend started. Uh-huh. And the legend is, if we say his name five times while looking in the mirror, we could summon him. Summon the Candyman. Hell no. Candyman. Anthony, no. Candyman. Stop. I don't want to get creeped out in my new apartment before bed. Candyman. Black people don't need to be summoning. Don't. I dare you. Don't say that. Say his name. Candyman. Candyman. You better not do that last one. Candyman. You want to be a part of the story, right? No. Say his name. Candyman. Neighborhood is haunted. I think I made a mistake. I brought him back. Candyman isn't real. He chose me. He has purpose for you. Everyone. New to the neighborhood. You should say it. Candyman. Say his name. Uh, so those of you who are not familiar with the Candyman folklore, he was a runaway slave who was murdered uh, for the for his relationship with a uh, wealthy white man, his daughter. <clears throat> and y- yeah, if, if, if you've seen the first film, uh, hopefully if you've seen the first film, if you're, you're curious about this new one, because it's a direct sequel to the original and uh so it's not a remake let's get that out of the way right now it's not a remake it's it's a it's a sequel and so the candy man uh is a character uh written by clive barker in his uh short story the forbidden that's where the character comes from and for the if you've never seen the 92 original uh it stars tony todd as the titular character uh virginia madsen xander berkeley and it's just, it's a really good movie. It's really plot driven. I'm a fan of the film. I don't like it as much as most probably do. I think I like it a little bit less than your average, you know, fan of the film myself. 
Um, but it's not taken away from the movie saying it's a bad thing at all. It's just, I don't know. I, I, it's not personally for me off. And I, I don't know. It's just, it's a tricky movie. It's a really good movie. Don't get me wrong. Uh, the character is really huge in the genre, but I just always felt underwhelmed, uh, by the film itself. I thought that, um, it, like I said, it's plot driven. Yes. But there's something about the film that I've always felt was missing that just made it, I don't know, it's just, it's not the standout classic to me personally, and that's just me. The sequel, however, I can honestly say is a much better film, a much more um, drawn out film. It's a very, how do I want to put this? There's something to be said about it that's very telling. So just getting into the film itself without spoilers, obviously. It's set in present day. The plot of the new film involves a guy named Anthony McCoy, who is played by Yahya Abdul-Mateen, who quickly becomes infatuated with the, uh, the Candyman himself. It's, it's worth mentioning the film is set in the same neighborhood as the first film. Um, I'm trying to think of what it's called. Uh, something green. Um, uh, Cabrini Green is, is the name. And... <clears throat> So it's 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 a very respectable sequel to the original. The updated story has a very unique way of bringing back the legend of Candyman. Um, and I'm actually kind of curious to see how others felt about the storytelling. The body count and gore is definitely larger than its predecessor, but what really stands out is uh, DaCosta's decision to incorporate cinematography that really gives the film a different look uh, that better than your average genre film, uh, I would say. All the interiors are massive and really bold, but they're not too much that it takes from the viewing experience. Uh, Nia DaCosta really directs the shit out of this movie and hats off the cinematographer John Julestrian, who, for all of his efforts, I-, I can't believe this guy also shot He's All That, the sequel to She's All That that came out on Netflix, funny enough, last Friday, same day as this. Uh, there's something really cool um, about it. There's some really cool shots that uh, that they might seem unnecessary to, to some, but that little extra effort means the world to us cinephiles. Believe me, it does. All in all, the film looks insane, and I can't praise the Costa enough for her efforts, and it's only her second film. So best of luck um, for the future. I know she's doing the Marvels next for... Uh, you know, Marvel itself. So hopefully she doesn't really get her career too tied up in Marvel. It's just, it's just taken off, you know? Uh, if, if anything, if this film is an example of her next five films down the road, then sign me right up because I'm, I'm a fan. I'm a big, big fan. Uh, the writing. Let's talk about the writing real quick. It's written by DaCosta, Jordan Peele, and Wynn Rosenfeld, his colleague. Uh, they took some chances, and while some decisions were made that I would have done, would have personally done differently, at the end of the day, I still think it's a smart screenplay overall. Uh, the movie chooses to deliver a message like the first film, but I'm happy that it wasn't really forced down our throats like the first one kind of does. Uh, the message is clearly there, and I was dissatisfied, and I was satisfied um, with how everything was handled and delivered in the final product. The score from Robert A. A. Lowe is something really really eerily beautiful and it and just another reason this film is just so damn good uh, the, theme, the theme from the first film is back with an updated piece and thankfully doesn't rely on modern music 
for much of the film. That's the thing that always griped me is like there's always like this, uh, there's always a pop song, a flavor of the week song playing like in, in movies thrown in there. They always you know spend a chunk of the budget on the rights to whatever's hot on the radio at the time of release. And thankfully, this film does not do that. Um, it's not about that at all. Like it's it's commercialism is not a thing in this film at all. So like I said, Yaya Abdul Mateen is solid. Um, I have nothing but good things to say about him in this film. Um, I, it's, I'm not really familiar with his career. I, I believe he was uh, Black Manta. Um, I believe that's the character's name in Aquaman. Uh, what else was he in? He was in Us. Um, hats off to you know Jordan Peele and everything that he's doing for the genre. Um, so far, everything he's put out, even though I had issues with us, which is coming soon to the podcast, so I'll have plenty more to say about that in November. Uh, all in all, I, I, I'm, I can't really say too many bad things about Jordan Peele, um, especially for, like I said, everything that he's done uh, ever since Get Out. He's done just some groundbreaking things, and... Um, He's heavily involved in things like this too. Like I said, he produced it. His Monkey Paul Productions was uh, one of the producers, and he he's credited as like the head writer of the film. So um, definitely plays a hand in this. Uh, you can tell he was influenced. Tayana Paris, I hope I'm saying that right. Paris Paris uh, plays his girlfriend Brianna. Um, honestly, she didn't stand out, but I thought she did a really good job. Um, Again, believable. Uh, really played the part to a T. Um, who else have we got in here? Uh, Coleman Domingo from Fear the Walking Dead. I love seeing this guy. He's in it for a good chunk. Uh, actually, his character plays a uh, kind of a crucial part to the plot. Uh, without getting you know into spoilers, obviously, uh, Vanessa Williams is back as Annie Marie McCoy from the first film. Uh, McCoy put two two together it's not really a spoiler because universal put it in their official synopsis but uh yeah this anthony mccoy character that the film's uh centered on him he plays the baby from the first film at the end uh the film kind of tries to give you a you know swerve moment like kind of like gotcha surprise you know a big reveal but they really already blew it with the, like I said, when Universal, you know, I think it was last summer before the film, you know, got delayed when it was supposed to come out last August. Um, they were right off the bat told you, you know, who he was. And then when they went back to this second phase, as I call it, in the marketing, they're kind of, you know, being mum. Mum's the word. So, yeah, Vanessa Williams is back. Um, and, you know, there's this character uh, that the main uh, heroine, uh, Brianna, she has a brother in this film. His name is Troy. He's played by Nathan Stewart Jarrett. Uh, don't know where this guy came from. I had to look him up after the film went out because he stood at. And I, like I said, I'm not familiar with his work. I'm, I'm looking at his filmography um, as I did after the movie let out. And. I can honestly say I'm not familiar with any of these movies. He's a British actor. I would have never have guessed. So maybe that plays a part in why I'm not familiar with his work. Uh, maybe 
Ian or someone from um, overseas can uh, brief me in on his career because I'm sure you guys know a hell of a lot more about him than I do. But um, he was a standout, and I really liked his performance, his character. Um, You know, it wasn't too much. It was a little flamboyant. Yeah, I just really liked his character, and um, he, you know executions everything and i thought he played it well like i said i could never get i would have never guessed he was british so hats off me and my daughter madeline went and saw it yesterday uh dolby theater at the uh amc uh cineplex this film has one of the more superior no this film features a very 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 excellent Dolby Atmos soundtrack. Seeing it in a Dolby theater, now I know why this was included in the lineup. Because, you know, they can only roll one film a week. So they chose Candyman, and I'm like, hmm, wonder why they did that, and not, you know, have Free Guy roll back over into it. Uh, duh. The Atmos soundtrack. That's where it's at. It is a banger. Um, and, yeah. So, there's so much that goes into this film that makes it what it is, obviously. Um, great cinematography, uh, superb score, uh, amazing acting, uh, a plot that doesn't get itself, a, a plot that doesn't get itself too twisted. Um, let me emphasize on that. Uh, let me try and make sense of that. It's a plot, it's not a, a straightforward plot, uh, but it's not too convoluted to make you be like, huh? No, there's none of that. It's very easy to follow. Um, at the end, it all comes full circle once the film, you know, comes to a halt and ends, uh, kind of abruptly, but still, it's not a bad thing. Uh, I obviously can see where this film is going. Um, if they do make other ones, which appears to be the direction they're going, obviously. Um, and yeah, th- all in all, everything comes together with this film. Great direction and writing. It's everything plays, you know, everything comes together so well. Um, and at the time of recording this episode, I just read a uh, piece of information that Nia DaCosta is officially the first number one. She's, she's the first black woman to direct a film that opened up at number one, which, number one, what the fuck took so long? And number two, clap. I mean, clap, 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 because you deserved it, girl. You fucking deserved it. And yes, I just dropped the girl on her. Um, Yeah, this, everything, see this movie, guys. It's, I... Out of five on my letterbox, I gave it four stars. It's definitely earned it. I'm going to go back this week and see it again. Um, is Tony Todd in it? I don't know. Is he? <laughs> Other than that, check it out. It definitely earns not only the film effect seal of approval, but my own personal seal of approval. Check it out for everything that, you know, it's, it's just a damn good movie. And that, We'll wrap it up for this. But before we get out of here, I forgot to do it at the top, but I'm not going to forget before I end. We're on um, 
Instagram and Facebook at the Film Effect Podcast. Check us out on Twitter at Film Effect Pod. Email is the Film Effect Podcast at gmail.com. Check out our website at podpage.com slash the dash film dash effect dash podcast for our never ending, ever growing collection of previous episodes. Um, yeah, guys, and we've got so much coming up. I'm so excited about this. I actually had to take the week off even though I kind of surprised you guys at this episode, I really am excited about September and October. And I needed this last week off because we're going to be dropping two, two episodes a week for the next eight weeks at least. And I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready to watch some awesome movies and talk about them with my colleague. Got a lot of special guests lined up. And yeah, if now's the time to be a fan, now's the time to spread the word you know, let them know about us. You know, we, we, we do it all the time, you know, so it's time to give back. <laughs> Love you guys out there who listen. Thank you so much for listening. Um, yeah. Other than that, stay tuned for what's next. Yeah.